Welcome everyone, I'm Dr. Christine Schaffner and today I'm speaking with Peter Steckel. Peter had a unique personal journey in his health that really transformed him and allowed him to really develop his own unique way of treating people with bioresonance technology, the power of love, and he's been really uh, coined the doctor of the body and soul. He reached out to me after listening to some of my podcasts and he felt he had a message to share with my community, which I um, really am happy that we had this conversation. Uh, We talk a lot about different ways to look at the body through frequency and resonance and connecting with that divine intelligence. He also, towards the end, walks us through a beautiful meditation to help us create more resilience and fortitude in an age where we are constantly bombarded by EMFs and the upcoming 5G. So I I really appreciate Peter's heart and compassion and his desire to share this with all of us. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. Welcome, Peter. I'm so excited to interview you on the podcast today. I am delighted, Dr. Schaffner, to be invited as your guest on your podcast. Well, we got to know each other um, over email, and you had reached out to me about your journey and your perspective, and I thought you had some really unique insights that I really just wanted to share with my community, um, especially people are struggling with chronic illnesses out there or treating those people who are suffering from chronic illnesses out there, um, you know, just kind of having this whole other perspective outside, not only the physical struggles that we go through, but kind of this whole other, you know, mental, emotional, spiritual um, perspective. And I I thought um, it would be really fun to have this dialogue over the podcast. So thank you for agreeing to do this. Yes, you're welcome. Absolutely. I, I know that many people are struggling out there. And I was one of those, and uh, you know, I, I had to go deeply inside to find some answers. So I know when you get to that place, you know, this is a time when we're all being pressed in various ways, and we're really needing uh, to to go to really access places that we might not have thought were were available to us before, and, and also this know that there's support available out there mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I know this is a really, we want to have this be a story of, you know, hope and empowerment. And, you know, uh, of course, you know, when people are in this world, you know, it can feel really hard and it, um, they don't always see the, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. And that's a big goal of the podcast is to give people resources and just information. So nobody loses hope out there. So, um, so Peter, why don't we just dive in? You have your own personal story, right? You, you're really kind of walking your walk and you've been through this struggle. So can you share a little bit about how you be, you had these awarenesses and a little bit more about your health journey? Yes, absolutely. Um, yeah, but before we dive into that, I just want to recognize you and, and Dr. Klingart and, and the work that you're doing both as pioneers in this field of, you know, bringing us to new levels of health and wellness. Oh, and your, your willingness to think outside the box. So I really uh, respect that. And there's something that you're both doing that I feel is a tremendous gift. Uh, both of you have clearly laid out some of the major stressors we're all facing as a humanity. Mm. And what brings you know, us to a place where we can maintain good health you know, in the face of this, and really for our very survival as a species right now. So but not only that, on a personal level, you both have been an inspiration in my own road to getting well. So I, I really want to thank you from the depths of my heart for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that and acknowledging that. And I just, I feel real grateful that I was able to learn from Dr. Klinghart, you know, just right out of school. And, you know, he's, you know, just a really passionate, inspired man. And, you know, he's almost 69, but he continues to have really boundless energy and really be committed to this cause. And, you know, he, he works all the time and is really dedicated to this quest. And, you know, he's taught me a lot to be curious and to educate and remain open. And I, I'm grateful to him and his work and, you know, just the path that's led me on. So thank you for acknowledging that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, wonderful. Yeah. I will be traveling to Seattle to take Dr. Klingart's autonomic response. Oh, great. Oh, good. So that's coming up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm actively studying it and I support it. And the philosophy behind it really addresses the body, mind, spirit, and really complements the methods that I use. So 
I'm really looking forward to the fresh new insights, you know, the training and really meeting Dr. Klingart for the first time in person. So, oh, yay. Well, we'll have to, you'll have to come to Sophia. We'll have to talk offline about having you come and visit us. So, no, I'm so glad you're making the trip. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, to begin with, I, I have to, to look at my major life events that brought me to where I am today. And for me, the, the earliest memory I had was at the age of five, and I was in a horrible car accident that fractured my skull. And this led me, uh, I was bedridden for months. I was kind of in a forced <laughs> meditation where I was, I lay motionless with my eyes closed for days on end. And, you know, while I was recovering, and it was during this time, uh, in this deep silence behind the eyes, that thoughts like, you know, who am I? Why am I here? Why did this happen? All came flooding in, you know, and I was not able to, to escape these questions. They just were, were there. And there was one that wouldn't go away. It, it was the clincher. It left me with a lot of feelings, um, electrified feelings, every time I came to what was that what was understanding and it was what was my purpose for being here and, and you know at that age i i didn't come to any answer to that but what i felt was this burning passion inside and it was this uh feeling uh, i felt really good it was ecstatic and it was humbling at the same time but as i as i walked away from that experience and healed that feeling never left me it was like it was like a beacon that always would light up. And it would come on in the, the moments when I would least expect it, there would be the remembering, mm -hmm. the remembering. Mm -hmm. And it was, it was a return to a feeling that was so core to my being. And to this day, it, it's still there. Mm. So if we, if we were to fast forward 20 years later from that experience, I was finishing my university training in hydrogeology, where I was about to start my career with a job mapping the groundwater aquifers in the state of New Hampshire. Mm. And I went to visit my grandfather to say goodbye because I was heading off to a new state to live. And as I did, I saw him in the backyard and he was walking back and forth with a pair of brass L-shaped rods in his hand. Mm. <laughs> and I said, you know, everyone in the family respected him. He was he was a lot like a, a Popeye. He was a short, you know, strong Swedish guy with, with a sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And he uh, he called me over and he asked me to help him. And he said he wanted to find where the septic tank was buried. So I looked at him weird, thinking, what is he up to? What is he doing? Mm -hmm. Is he dowsing? Mm -hmm. And he said, and he said, let me give you a shot of dowsing energy. And he took me by the hand. <laughs> and we walked across that grassy field together. And I had one of the L rods in hand, and he had the other. And then, bingo, we, we hit this jackpot. And the L rods spread apart and opened up as we walked over a patch in the ground. And we dug down, and I found the septic tank cover. Um, we, in that moment that that discovery happened, it changed my life. It, it, was, it was such a pivotal event because in that moment, I could see the two paths were laid out before me. One was this, this more of a mystical path of, of dowsing and entering this world, this unseen world, tapping the subconscious. And the other was the scientific world, which I had just been part of in my university studies and in my, my job training. So I said, you know, there's a middle way. And I, I, f I could feel that there's a way to incorporate and value both of them so nothing was sacrificed. And so I, I continued to use my scientific training as a hydrogeologist where I was using, you know, at the time there were state-of-the-art tools in geophysics and geochemistry and well drilling. They all had a valuable place in my life, you know, as a budding hydrogeologist. And then there was my grandfather who introduced me to this whole new method of tapping into the subsurface and looking at something that was invisible. Um, but, you know, amongst my community of colleagues, this was all poo-pooed and seen as a hoax. So, you know, I just did it secretly when no one was around. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then 
Over the course of the next 10 years, I used dowsing and the scientific methods I was trained in to map the aquifers. And the dowsing was used to cross-reference the findings of the geophysics and the well drilling and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And over a lot of trial and error, my sensitivity as a dowser improved and, uh, and it was helped greatly by my ability to ch- check my findings with well drilling and geophysics and you know, all the different tools of seismic refraction and reflection and so on. So we, we now arrive to this point in time, and I, I have a passion for helping people with their health, and I've been practicing in the health and healing field for 32 years now. And so now, instead of using the dowsing to plumb the depths of the earth, I use it to find the invisible trouble spots that are affecting a person's health by communicating with a person's soul and their body and their energetic anatomy recognizing they all have a place in how a person feels well or not. And now, so instead of using geophysics and geochemistry to map the subsurface, I use bioresonance therapy, acupuncture meridian testing, and qigong therapy to to map the invisible fields of the body and give treatment to the body, mind, and and soul. So that's a little bit of my my background and, and how I kind of arrived at this place through merging those two worlds of the science and the and more of the uh, the spiritual world together to address health. Mm-hmm. I love this and this topic is so um, near to my heart right now. I Dr. Klinkart and I just wrapped up and we're launching the Body Electric Summit and we did um, interviews with over 35 people about um, energy, frequency, and vibrational healing, and really getting the message out right about beyond, you know, our physical bodies, you know, and how our bodies communicate with energy and frequency and vibration. And so, um, no, I think your story and, you know, what we're going to, um, you know, talk about during this conversation really, you know, um, you know, bring this to light and, you know, dowsing, um, no, it, it sounds like that was a big part of your journey and your development of sensitivity and maybe just taking a quick aside if you don't mind with dowsing for some um and i know with your your background you know just to to mention this because some of the things that come up um you know with some people who have you know poor sleep or insomnia um we talk a lot about electromagnetic frequencies and how that can affect the body but there's also this idea of geopathic stress and how people can be um, you know, sleeping on an area of geopathic stress and how that can affect their, you know, physical body and how they uh, feel and maybe how they sleep and can be um, adverse to their health. And if you don't mind maybe touching any any insights or experience in your um, in your journey about geopathic stress and, um, you know, if that's something that you've, dis- you know, that you feel is a, an issue people should look at, especially if they, um, you know, been stuck and exhausted all things but haven't looked at this. Yeah, well, absolutely. So the, the earth uh, emits a field as well, and that field can be beneficial to us or non-beneficial. So there are places, you know, in the um, below the ground where there could be various um, uh, fractures in the, in the bedrock or ore deposits or uh, courses of water flowing through fractures. And they end up creating a, a field surrounding that uh, deposit, that fracture, that water, that moving water. And sometimes those fields can be very depleting to our physical body. Um, so I've noticed over the years that there will be certain things that will actually be attracted to that energy. Um, like bees or wasp nests will, will be very attracted to that energy. But if we were to sit our you know, our sofa over there or, you know, in, in the vicinity of one of these fields in the, below the earth, our health would actually deteriorate over time. I mean, we would start to get very uh, weakened and uh, lethargic and our mental clarity would start to go down. So these fields are very uh, real and they have a very strong effect on our ability to recover and experience, you know, great uh, uh, healthy immune system. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, thanks for sharing that. I haven't touched on that in the podcast, and I just figure you have the perfect, you know, background to explain this. Um, so let's, you know, go back to you know health and healing, and you know, just kind of your 
um, you know, your insights, you know, on your journey. And so you mentioned a few things, um, Peter, that I also would love to um, have people understand. So you uh, mentioned these concepts of how you work right now um, around bioresonance. Um, and so can you talk about really what bioresonance is and how you use this as a tool um, when you're working with clients and patients? Sure. Yeah. Bioresonance, it's a, it's a form of modern bioenergetic science. And if we think of the body as a sea of, of energy, this energy is made up of electromagnetic fields of oscillating energy or waveforms. And bioresonance therapy analyzes those waveforms that represent the electrical and magnetic field of the human anatomy. And the nice thing about it is it's painless and non-invasive. And it's a, it's a very useful tool for early detection. So before uh, sometimes that symptoms will develop in the body of, a, of, a, you know, of an illness, energetically, you'll start seeing it in the, um, in the scan of the bioresonance therapy scan. You'll see it well before it appears as you know, symptoms in the body. Um, so we're able to look at energetic imbalances right down to the DNA level and toxicity at the cellular level. We look at uh, pathogens, you know, viruses, bacteria, parasites. Uh, we can even look at harmful diseases. And, uh, you know, probably people may be familiar with um, the EEG instruments that hospitals have uh, to measure brain waves for a diagnosis. Well, the, the bioresonance therapy uses similar technology to look at the, the waveforms that emanate from every part of the body, which will have a characteristic waveform um, frequency that will show either health or stages of uh, decline in health and, and leading to, to, to illness. So this is where it's used. And when I work with somebody with bioresonance therapy, we do a scan so we can see what are the major stresses uh, that the person is facing. And then with that same technology, we can deliver the corresponding waveform and frequency that brings that area or uh, systems of the body back to the frequency of health. And we work together. Um, so not only are we working with the frequency that comes from the bioresonance therapy equipment, but we work together and go into meditation. And this is where the healing happens, it clicks into another gear. And it is when we enter what I would call a, a healing field of consciousness, and in that resonance, like one tuning fork, uh, resonating with the healing field of consciousness, and as the other comes into that resonance, we then have the ability to, in that moment of oneness, we have har harmonic resonance. And the field of healing consciousness is able to address different areas of the body and the energy field that are out of sorts, that where their major, where, where the tune or the tone is off from being its optimal for optimal health. And so we have a start to uh, bring and restore that, that uh, frequency and that tone back to its proper frequency where the body can start to register it. And then the body starts its own auto-regulation of coming back and remembering that, remembering that frequency and remembering that consciousness that's behind the frequency where it can start to be sustained to deeper and deeper levels as we continue to work together. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful explanation and really, you know, really well uh, said. And, you know, this theme, you know, in our summit, you know, that I heard from a lot of um, experts um, like you are in you know, this idea that we have this, um, you know, biofield or this, you know, um, people have named it all sorts of things, but Beverly Rubick called it the biofield. I, you know, also interviewed um, Eileen McCusnick, who works with tuning forks, and she talks about um, biofield tuning, but we have this field of energy that's measurable six feet around our bodies. And, 
you know, how you're saying how, you know, health is coherence and flow. And, you know, um, you know, when, um, we have pathology in the body, it's often, um, incoherence or disharmony in our biofield first that starts the, and then, you know, the pathology sets up, um, the pathology is secondary, right, to the disturbance in the biofield. So to really heal the body, we have to address this part, you know, of the way our body um, was made to communicate. So it's a different way of thinking, right? You know, it's completely, you know, opposite of what, you know, conventional medicine really teaches us that it's all about, you know, the biochemistry. So I, I think that's, um, yeah, a beautiful explanation to topics that, you know, can be hard to understand if you, you know, maybe uh -huh. um, don't have a visual in front of you or don't understand maybe concepts of visible light and frequency and, you know, all of that. But no, I think it's really important. Um, and I, I think obviously, um, you know, it's, I'm sure you've seen in your, in your practice, how, um, this has accelerated people's healing when you, uh, work with people on this level. Is that, is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I see is that there is, there's, uh, when, when the person is, uh, in a place of allowing and there is that, um, opening that happens and there's the um, receptivity in that opening, then things start to shift very rapidly um, because it's, this is, this is field of consciousness that we're talking about here is, is intrinsic. It's something that we all have. We we're all walking around with it. And yet, you know, why is it that, that we're walking around with this field of consciousness that is of complete health and we're not experiencing it physically in the body. You know, we're not having the, the expression of that with robust health, this remembrance of that which already is within us. And so when we work together, there is the, the um, reintroduction to that feeling that connects us to this deep energy within. That what I call it is a divine energy. It's a divine energy that we all have. And as we allow ourselves to feel that, there is something that that happens. It's like it's like the the remembering of something that was your your very best friend. Peter, so you're working with people, you know, to kind of remember, right? You know, this, yeah. um, you know, ability and this connection to, you know, whatever you're calling it, divine. And I I agree with you, but whatever people's beliefs um, are around this, but this, you know, this. Um, you know, organized healing energy, if you just have to think about it without, you know, any labels, right, you know, but this, this intelligence, right, that we're all connected yeah. to. Um, exactly. So then, you know, you obviously work with that. And then, you know, one of the things that, you know, really, I wanted to hear your perspective of is where you feel people get stuck, right? Um, and how there are these themes, that when people are struggling with their health, that you feel that are maybe on the soul or karmic level that um, are patterns to be explored and shifted in order for them to have, you know, the physical um, symptoms improve. Can you, can you share about your insights about um, what you started to share with me over our, over our email conversation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we all have um, various things that that are causing us um, aches and pains in the body and and lapses in, in clear thinking and when we really drill into this um, th this can be happening on many levels and it's it's where we're we're starting to feel some separation from either what's going on at the physical body and what the physical body needs um, the health of our emotional well-being uh, in terms of the uh, the the balance of our uh, feelings and emotions to a place of about earlier this coherent place and then you know we can work uh, and look more deeply and there's there's other aspects of ourselves that are energetic aspects that we can uh, we can know that they're there they're not they're not necessarily detectable through the eyes and and through our hearing and and so forth but these energetic parts of ourselves also register uh, distress or stress and when we look at this, uh, we can see that what is the, the origin? What is the, the root cause for this, uh, this area of stress that's showing up that also plays a role in affecting the health of the human body? And because it's all tied together, when, when there's one area of the, 
of the uh, body or physical body or emotions or uh, the spirit that is um, off, then it impacts the, all the other layers of our being. It's kind of uh, all interconnected. So what I do is, is I look at the, the, the whole uh, level of each one of these layers and, and how is it impacting the health. And sometimes what we see here is, yes, there's some kind of uh, separation going on in terms of the physical body, what it needs, um, could be at the diet level, could be at the uh, level of what it needs for sleep. Uh, but then there could be some levels where there's also emotions, there's some traumas, there's some some deeply uh, uh, emotional scars that have um, hurt the individual, and there's a wall around the heart, an energetic wall around the heart that's preventing a circulation, a flow of energy that's going to get into the physical body in a way that will bring health and restore health. And then we can look even deeper and start to see, well, you know, some of the issues, and, and this definitely was something that applied to me in my own uh, road to recovery, was looking at the, um, some of the, the genetic things that we came in and, and inherited from our family. And these can also play a key role in terms of how we're, we're experiencing a disease and how do we approach its resolution? Uh, and, and what is it, how, how would we approach something that is at the genetic level that's impacting a person to bring it and restore it so that it's no longer a, 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 a big impediment to a person's wellness? So, and we start looking at this and we can actually look into spiritual aspects that are related to the genetics and identify them. And this is where, you know, we can get into certain language um, that would describe the, the root of what's going on genetically. Um, and there's sp specific spiritual terms that would describe this. And once we identify spiritually why we have this genetic, let's say, um, uh, this this disruption uh, that is causing the pain is causing, let's say, in my case, it was gastric distress that led to, to cancer. Mm. And why is it that we're experiencing this? Well, when we see that in the very genetics themselves, there was a predisposition for this. And alongside all the other factors, including food and, and emotional trauma, then we have uh, identified them. But then what is the tool? What is the what is the, the method that we're going to use to now address what has been revealed, what has been detected? And this is where, where the great discovery that, that brought me to my own healing and health was through uncovering this consciousness that we all have deep within inside of us, but we have not been uh, awakened to its full presence. Mm -hmm. and and this is this is the thing that was that is available to all of us, really. it's It's available to all of us. We just have to know that such a thing is there, and then we can place our attention on it. Once we do, once we place our attention there, it's like the door starts opening up. The gates of 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 all this grace start flooding in where you are being guided step by step to connect to a field of consciousness that will address even things that we would say is karmic behind a particular illness. And there's many different types of karma, but these different types of karma are all aspects of where we're separated in our relationship to this divine energy I mentioned earlier. And when we can bring ourselves back to the consciousness where this is all restored, where this is all brought back to a place of unity, we have the healing of that underlying root cause that is very much rooted in genetics or could be other types of spiritual disorders that are represented in the physical body causing distress. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then have you found, and I want to absolutely, you know, follow this, you know, um, process along and how people can really kind of make this tangible in their life, but have you found um, you know, there are themes or karmic patterns or just patterns when people are struggling with their health that you find that um, come up time and time again, that there are maybe um, just like, you know, MTHFR might be a susceptibility to, you know, detoxification issues, but there might be these karmic themes or patterns 
that um, people who are struggling with their health might have in common? Absolutely. This happens. And, you know, in, in every case, in every single case that I've seen this, you know, where there is a, a theme that's playing out and you can connect the dots, there is uh, underneath all of this is a tremendous gift that the person or the group of, of individuals is being given to look at this not as a issue of being a victim of, of a particular illness or disease or pain, but it's, it's really a, a great gift to say, well, there is something within myself, within, within myself, that this is a gift. And what is the gift? What is the, the life lesson that this is being uh, uh, presented to me that through my willingness to look at it uh, from a deeper introspective level, and it, you can receive help with this. This is where people can be helped and you can be given help and support and understanding what is the underlying consciousness and, and the gift for why this is all presenting itself in this way. Once you get that, once there's an understanding of that and the greater meaning behind it, there is new life that comes uh, suddenly activated in the body. And the body no longer registers the, the same level of disease and distress it had before. You're on your way to some major shift in your health. And it's the beginning. And you know, sometimes these illnesses that we face are, are gifts, not just for ourselves, but for the family that's there supporting us to get well. You know, it's like this great outpouring of love that shows itself in ways that wouldn't have happened otherwise. And every member of the family is being called upon to come to a place of, of giving and sharing in this love to, to up-level and bring that person back to, uh, to feeling well, to feeling that they, they do care and they do matter. And you mentioned, you know, typically people need support or help to kind of uncover these, you know, um, you know, potential um, places where they need support, that, that this could be their roadblock, right, to getting well. So what kind of um, what kind of practitioners really help work and guide on this level? I mean, obviously, you know, this is your work, the work that you do. But if someone is listening to this, what kind of practitioner should they seek out to help them in this way? Yeah. Um, well, you know, this is this is the work where when somebody realizes that, you know, they have um, they're more than the physical body and that they have uh, they can start to see that there is uh, a, a relationship between their feelings and how they feel in their body and their own wellness. And they can connect that. And then as they start to see that there is something more than even that. And, and they're recognizing that, you know, perhaps the, the way that they've been, uh, what's available to them is not working. You know, at this mm -hmm. point, if there's something that's not working, then we have to look and and really this is, this was my journey because I had so many doctors that I would see and so many practitioners and, and gifted healers who all imparted their wisdom and their gifts and there was, you know, a little bump in the road where I, you know, I'd be bumped up to a new level of health, but I was always waiting for that, that extra gear to click in where I could then be, you know, in a more self-sustaining mode of health. And it was when I really said, there's something more here. And I took that journey inside and I said, you know, there's something within each of us and, and within myself that I would really love to get in touch with that that could bring me back to health. And what is that? And when I started placing my attention on that, rather than things outside of me and constantly looking for solutions that were outside of me, and I was willing to be guided into a, a journey within myself. And through that that inner look and, and being supported, you know, I, I do have uh, my own teachers that that helped me through that process and then you know, continued on. But this, this inner look, you know, is the, is a, is a key fundamental and foundational shift that I feel like we are all being presented now individually and a, as a humanity that's going to um, really be a key in terms of how we make it through these next years. Mm -hmm. And when we are able to shift our awareness from these things that are outside to back inside, and we are um, 
connecting with, I said, like, once again, this divine energy within, which I guide people into and the feeling of it, once again, we start to have a waking up inside to places that we never knew were available that can bring wholeness, well, health and wellness on, on, level, on levels that I've never seen before in myself and, and all the clients that I've worked with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, your message and your your story is all about, you know, empowering people to kind of tap into their own um, healing ability. And, you know, I, I know many of my patients have brought this work um, to me and I've been listening to a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work and, you know, he has kind of a, a big platform, but his message, you know, is very similar to yours um, in, you know, guiding people to their own body's ability uh, to heal and connecting to that energy and how to harness that. And he's actually showing, you know, changes in immune markers and, you know, uh, brain waves and, you know, all of these things with people who, you know, have these really, um, you know, complex histories and stories. And so, you know, one of the things that maybe, especially if people listen to kind of Dr. Klinghardt or myself, you know, they're they're probably hear, hearing or maybe pondering, well, what about, you know, um, my chronic, you know, parasitic infection or my chronic Lyme disease or, you know, I'm bombarded by glyphosate all day long or I have mercury in my brain or, you know, all of these physical things, right, that we know are, you know, impactful, you know, to our body. So how do we really kind of... Um, you know, how does this work really integrate with kind of that awareness and that knowledge of really, you know, what, um, you know, what our bodies are challenged with um, on a really kind of real physical, you know, level these days? Yeah, that's a great question. So when, um, so as I work with someone, we, we will still use the bioresonance uh, therapy, we will use the equipment, and we will do the scanning and the using that. Who, uh, if we've detected, let's say, parasites or different pathogens, uh, there's an ability to invert. Uh, there's a circuit to invert uh, the waveform and then bring that, introduce that to start releasing all of the uh, the pathogenic factors that a person's uh, experiencing this toxic load from. But so we we still use the 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 bioresonance therapy. I still use supplements. I still use the uh, um, all of the things that would be available to, let's say, um, homeopathics and and things that would be used at the physical level to address the physical body and opening up pathways of drainage and uh, tox detoxing the body. That's still critical. It's still necessary. But where I find that where people will get stuck and they're not making the improvements is when we go to this other level. We click into this other gear we tap into the healing field of consciousness as we're doing the bioresonance therapy, as we're doing the heart awakening session, as we're doing the Qigong therapy. And as there were in meditation together and in training in this consciousness, while we're doing the different treatments through the different other modalities, addressing the different pathogens, let's say, we then have a mechanism to, uh, to clear them on levels that's not just the physical body, but the emotional body, the soul, the spiritual body, the karmas, all the levels spiritually all the way up to the top. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and that's, you know, kind of what I also see in clinical practice that, um, you know, we do have to address the physical body and maybe stabilize the physical body for the body to receive this other energy that you're talking about and vice versa too. Um you know, as people start moving this other energy, they start to see their physical body shift more and then also need that kind of support. So, no, I I'm, I just want to, you know, also I, I agree with that point that they go, you know, they're interconnected, really? right? Um, so you need both. So, Peter, you had offered to, you know, walk us through uh, meditation, um, especially, um, you know, there's a ton of awareness now around EMFs and 5G and, you know, all of these um you know, influences on our, you know, physical and energetic body that we're up against these days. And, 
you had offered to kind of really um, walk us through a meditation to, um, you know, make us more resilient, you know, to, um, to what we're up against. So I would love for you to, you guide us through that. And if you're listening, please don't be driving while you're doing this, but, you know, press pause and um, come back to this. But Peter's gonna, you know, make a lot of what he's talking about a little bit more tangible through this experiential part of the podcast. Yeah, uh, thank you, Christine. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, uh, my experience of this healing field of consciousness came, you know, while I was in meditation. And so it is my gift to share it with you in the same way I received it. And specifically, I, I would like to offer this meditation as a way of dealing with the harmful effects of 5G, EMF in general, and its technology on you and all life. And there's a number of methods that people are offering to minimize the harmful radiation effects of EMF, but each of these are only temporary at best, and they don't offer a permanent solution. When all humanity acknowledges the direct harm of this technology, 5G and on, when they come to this place and are outraged and seeking resolution is when change can begin to happen. In the meantime, any choices that people make to subdue this effect in the physical is, is only temporary. So these tools will only be a bridge to get them to their oneness with the divine spark. And, and I want to share with you this meditation today that will introduce the divine spark that lives within each one of us here. And the feeling of divine energy that comes from the divine spark is something that you allow completely. And with full trust, it comes to you. It does not happen through the avenue of, of fearing the technology per se. So this is a place in consciousness that exists before creation. This is the energy of the place that I'm gonna guide you in meditation. It's where the healing field of consciousness, where we can develop an immunity to the ill effects of 5G technology. And through practice, an inner muscle will develop, just like you would go to the gym and exercise or devote time on a piano. You can develop full immunity where the harm of this technology will no longer impact you whatsoever. So, I offer this meditation as a gift to you. And you may return to it and listen to this recording and either through this or through contacting me in person, we can work together one-on-one -on -one and you will develop a greater capacity to strengthen the healing field of consciousness where 5G and other perils that we're facing are no longer concerns. So we were each a transmitter and as we share, we strengthen the healing field of consciousness until it becomes a symphony of beautiful, scintillating sounds, all harmonizing together, releasing us from the pain. So I invite you to open your heart to feel this connection. And although it feels counterintuitive for it to be felt as love in the heart because it is deemed to be a place before crea creation, it's really not so because creation originated from the love of this place. The desire for creation came from the love of this place. We're simply allowing to feel and be what it's like to have reunification with the divine spark in the heart. And I call it the falling in love place, where you're falling in love with the falling in love place in this place of ah. <laughs> and do not try to attach any previous feelings that tells you it is love or not love. Just allow yourself to be completely open to feeling and, and then embodying this place because it will bring you to a new height that you have not experienced before. And don't attach to this idea or that. It feels like the creative power or it feels like love I have felt before when I was in an expanded place, just, just be completely open. 
in a nutshell, what we're connecting to is the feeling of the place before creation where all this technology is rendered harmless. In this place, you're safe from all harm. So I, I want you to uh, open to allow this feeling that we're going to connect with, where we are one with all aspects of ourselves with the divine spark, where all, all the harm of this technology is rendered harmless. And to, to begin, if you wish, you can create a memory of the feeling and return to it. And by continuing to practice this meditation, you can deepen the experience and cultivate the memory of the divine spark. You may wish to use this or any other tool you wish, including receiving a personal healing. So this is not a place that you seek. We don't seek this place. It's something that you allow completely and with full trust, it comes to you. So just be open, allow and trust. And at the conclusion of the meditation, I just have a few words I'd like to share to wrap up. Is that going to be okay? Of course. Okay. So I just like to uh, suggest something. If you have a method to check your vulnerability to EMF and 5G before, during, and after the meditation, I invite you to do so. You could use, you know, some of the things that you could use would be dowsing with a pendulum, you know, muscle testing, kinesiology, ART, or you could go into your inner knowing during meditation and feel the answer. If you have a chance to do that, now is the time to do that. And then we're going to go into meditation. And by the end, you're going to be in a new place in consciousness where your susceptibility to its harm is reduced. And if you have a means of checking, that's great. If not, just allow yourself to receive the grace. And you can always ask your inner knowing while in med meditation. You will get a yes or a no inside yourself if you feel inside your body. Okay. So let's begin. So while you're in this place where you're safe and it's quiet, I invite you to just place your attention on your breathing and allow yourself to inhale and exhale with deep, comfortable breathing. And as you breathe and as you're allowing this breathing, this relaxed, comfortable breathing, I want you to imagine a funnel, like a tornado funnel, where the top of the funnel is in the, the wide part of the funnel is at the top of the head. And this funnel goes inside the body to the center of the chest or the point of the funnel ends. And this very point of the funnel is centered on the center of the chest where the energetic heart is located. And so now I invite you now, as you have your eyes closed, just imagine you're starting at the very top in the head and you're winding your way, spiraling your way downward inside that funnel in the direction of the center of the chest. Slowly making your way downward. And as you approach the center of the chest and the energetic heart, I invite you now to imagine that you're breathing into your center of your chest with each inhalation and exhalation. And 
And as you breathe, I invite you to feel this sense of gratitude, this deep gratitude, this gratitude that you're here right now in this very moment. The gratitude for all the beauty of nature, the beautiful sky, the waters, the forests, the flowers. Just feel this deep gratitude. And as you do so, you're just allowing yourself to feel now this, this place inside where you're feeling that you're one, you're one, you're connected and one with every aspect of your being. All of you is accepted and loved and this gratitude. Every aspect is like a big embrace, giving a big hug to every aspect of yourself right now. And now, as you continue to feel that, imagine you're now connected and touching every other life throughout this planet and throughout all the universe and all of creation. You are connected and one with every life, all of life. Every form, every being, you are one with. And as you allow this feeling, you allow this for your whole being where not only are you that character in the body, but you're inside all the characters throughout this earth and throughout all of creation. You're inside all of life right now. And as we continue to feel and allow that, we allow ourselves to feel where we are in a healing field of consciousness. And not only are we in a healing field of consciousness, but it simply is in all life, all the time. And as we simply allow this, in this healing field of consciousness that is already there in life, in you as a character. All of what you're experiencing, including EMF and 5G and all of that is rendered harmless in this healing field of consciousness. It simply is. And so 
I invite you now, as we conclude with this meditation, to slowly bring your attention to the body, feeling the body, and gently allowing yourself to come back out of the meditation into wakefulness, into being present wherever you are, being present to your surroundings, feeling your feet and your hands and making contact with something in your environment. And opening your eyes when you feel ready. And if this meditation is something you'd like to continue with, by all means, it will continue to deepen in its relationship with the merging of your body and spirit together. So I would like to finish this meditation now and uh, opening my eyes and I'm present. Me too. That that put me in a very nice, you know, place, Peter. So thank you. And um, no, and I know that you wanted to kind of share, you know, um, you know, some closing thoughts as you guided us through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know that um, through what we've been experiencing through um, many different um, channels now of people uh, expressing the the dire situation we're we're in with uh, the the exponential rise of this technology that we're facing something that we've never faced as a humanity before. And the harm of the technology and the fear that it creates is really to usher people to the feeling of the divine spark should they choose it. Mm. And each is to be made aware that they have a choice. At some point, each person will be confronted, and it's inevitable. So still there will be those who do not care to choose and are so downtrodden and are willing to subject themselves to the punishment of the technology. What is being done here through this podcast and others to come is laying the groundwork, the foundation. There will be many who will require harsh confrontation with the ill of the technology before they seek help, unfortunate. But the technology of 5G and the fear of it is but one doorway for people to realize and rage against the machine. It is the rage that forces people to go inward to seek the answers. This is what it did to me. It drives people inside to seek the connection with the divine spark that brings the ultimate release. All these things we're facing that are causing peril to ourselves and the planet are really to drive us inside, to connect once again with the feeling of the divine spark where we can be released from the harm. Mm. Yeah, no, thank you for, you know, sharing this meditation and these insights and you know, this message and, you know, when we're on the front lines, you know, treating the patients we both see and, you know, the world can look very gloomy, you know, sometimes and can be, be very scary and, and, you know, and create a lot of fear and anxiety. And, you know, mm-hmm. while we absolutely need to, you know, speak up and, you know, um, you know, definitely demand a better way you know I think your message is of you know how do we transform these energies and these feelings and get you know other insights and not really um you know engage on that level right you know because that's going to only create more um yeah just more suffering for all of us right so no I think that's a beautiful message and it's important and you know, it, it reminds me, um, you know, one of the speakers on the summit um, that I, you know, just completed was Lynn McTaggart. And she, you know, she does a lot of work with um, healing intention and the field and um, bringing people together. And, you know, just I, you know, when I was going, when you were walking um us through the meditation, you know, I just, you know, um, with all the people who, um, will be going through this experience with listening to the podcast, just thinking of, you know, that connected energy that we're all, um, mm-hmm. you know, with that intent and, you know, finding another way and how that can, 
um, you know, I do believe in the power of, of that and, you know, um, you know, just being really open to seeing where this guides us. So, so no, mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you for doing this. And yeah, thank you for, yeah, you're just obviously very heartfelt and very, you know, insightful and uh, your work, um, you know, is just really wonderful. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us today. And I know this was just a, you know, brief introduction to really the work that you do. And so if people want to find more about you and more about how you work with people, um, Peter, where can people find more um, information about you? Yes, they can, they can go to the website. Uh, it's my name, petersteckel.com. And there uh, is is the material that would go into greater detail about the types of uh, sessions and work I do and and the five pillars, which is the the way that I approach, uh, how do we connect to this consciousness? How do I guide people into this consciousness where they can start to, you know, develop this uh, independent connection where they can start to have the results of uh, turning back, uh, peeling back the layers that are causing, you know, this great uh, uh, distress that we're going through right now. So it's all there on petersteckel.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time and for your energy and for the meditation uh, today. And I, I really enjoyed this podcast. So thank you. Oh, thank you so much, Christine. It was a delight to be a part of it and, and to meet you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Spectrum of Health podcast. I hope you enjoyed my conversation today with Peter Steckel. I really enjoyed that meditation. I was in an altered space very quickly as Peter guided us through this, and I hope you enjoyed uh, his meditation uh, as well. I want you to know about my upcoming summit, the Body Electric Summit. Dr. Klinghardt is a co-host, and we had a lot of fun interviewing over 35 experts on topics of energy, frequency, and vibrational healing. Check out uh, the website and the show notes, and I really hope you join us. So thank you.